0: I'm Mika Borum. I am talking with Elias today about Hollywood.com, a film that I wrote, directed, and starred in. You can find it on Amazon.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles.
0: Welcome to the party,
1: pal. You're my boy, boo. I did it. A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the man cave, your host, Elias. Mika, welcome to the cave.
0: Thank you. I, uh, I feel welcome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's, uh, how are you enjoying this uh, beautiful day? Well, it's well first nice. of all, is it beautiful where you're at?
0: I'm currently in California, and uh, it is living up to the sunny California thing. Today, it has not recently. It's been cold recently, and by cold, I mean about 60 degrees, but (laughs) finally, we're up into that nice hot weather that I like. I like that. I like 70 and above. 80s is good for me.
1: So, yeah, so the listeners and the viewers, you know, they've seen you growing up in TV and movies, you know. uh, Some of the projects you've done was like riding with the Cars with Boys, Blue Crush, Dawson's Creek, The Patriot, now directorial debut. You've had an exciting career.
0: Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, you know, child labor. I started at seven, which uh, was pretty awesome. And then went on and I've um, done over 40 different movies and and television shows. And then more recently thought that um, I would uh, progress beyond like the short films that I had directed and do Mm. this directorial debut uh, which is a fun, quirky, independent movie um, that's uh, comedic, adventurous, and I wrote it, directed, wow. starred in it, cast it, produced it. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I can't, I can't wait till we dive into that. Yeah, that's gonna be. I got, some, I got some questions for you about that. But uh, you said you started at, you started at seven years old.
0: I did, I did. I started at wow. seven and um it was fun the first movie I did was this Robert Redford movie it was produced by him called Education of Little Tree and we filmed in Montreal and it was the fall and there were beautiful um you know orange leaves everywhere they gave me some of those little maple candies and uh they had the authentic sets built which were so cool like because it was a period piece that took place in the 1920s and then um I was in a toe sack dress and it was just an awesome, awesome experience. And so that kind of kicked me off into um, wanting to continue on with acting. And then I grew up, you know, on all these different sets, um, you know, living in Hawaii or China or um, Canada or, or wherever else on these on these film sets um, and, and traveling and working through, um, you know pretty much nonstop through, the, through, the, through my childhood years.
1: So, like, at seven years old, like, how did you decide, like, this is like what you wanted to get into?
0: Um, you know, it's one of those things. I did like some, um, uh, you know, I don't. <laughs> I think it's probably more of like a a parental decision. Um, okay. But uh, but I loved it. Like I was saying, I had that experience on the uh, set for. Um, that movie Educational little tree and I just I fell in love with it like the whole fantasy aspect of it exploring history the immersive experience like all of that you know was super super right. enjoyable to me and then um and uh yeah I kind of just like progressively rolled along from there and um yeah, so now it's just, you know, it's part of the part of the DNA, it's it's locked in. All
1: right. Well, so like while while you were young and you're working on some of these projects, were you still like doing acting lessons on the side to get better in the craft?
0: Yeah, some of it, some of the acting yeah. lessons and stuff. Um, you know, um mostly just trying to absorb as much as possible on the set. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when you're working with some of these these really great actors, like you know if you can just sit on set and watch him too I'd be like oh my gosh like I'm not in this scene but Anthony Hopkins is in this scene like can I sit on the corner and just like watch him you know and most of the time people are nice and like, yeah I'm like all right I'm not in this scene but Morgan Freeman is can I sit here and watch him um I think one of the the um people and like one of the things that I remember that's so funny with um watching actors on set is um, so, I did The Patriot with Mel Gibson.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, Mel Gibson, I'll never forget this. Um, in The Patriot, they do a lot of different scenes uh, in slow motion because, you know, it makes it it's like the war stuff. Um, you right. know, The Patriot, about the Revolutionary War. And so, like, to make it dramatic and, and everything, they do these scenes in slow motion. And I remember him coming up to the director on that Roland Emmerich, who um, Roland's awesome. Like Roland did like Independence Day and um, Contagion. And um, anyway, and he was like, and, and we had Caleb Deschanel on that too as a cinematographer who's like really, really awesome DP. But he was like, you know, um, I'll do my own slow motion. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah, he was like, I'll do my own slow motion. He's like, he's like, cause you know, otherwise they do it with camera. It's like, I don't need to do it in camera, I'll do my own. And the way he explained it to the director was that, you know, if you do slow motion, you're like moving through. It's also slow motion um, with your face, you know, with the re- amount of reactions mm-hmm. that you can get in there. And so, like, his thing was that he could move slow motion, but like go through like a whole nother series of facial wow. emotion while he was moving slow motion. So he was just like moving. Oh. I was like, all right. And I saw, him, you know, just like. Shh, shh shoot i was like okay so if i want to be a really good solid actor you need to go home and get in front of the mirror and do some slow motion
1: (laughs) and record yourself right at the same time
0: yeah you gotta record yourself make sure that you're hitting all those beats the emotional beats the slow motion beats um yeah it's funny watching some of those bigger actors on set uh, so you know It's cool. It's really cool. So, Hugh Laurie was another interesting one to watch on set too. He um, was the lead guy on that um, house TV show. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know, when you um, watch the show, the way that he speaks comes off so eloquently that you would never, um, I don't know, it doesn't even seem like he's rolling through that much dialogue. But when you're looking at the actual scripts for the show House, oh my gosh, his dialogue is like one page long two pages long and it's you know the medical terms the technical terms and he also is speaking with an american accent on the show so it's like Man. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, i'm like i'm like this guy's a genius what's going on here
1: and I, the I show
0: get- too, yeah it's like a 12 hour a day you know 10 12 hour day sometimes 14 hour day show so i'm like when does this man have time to go home and, and, and memorize this stuff?
1: Yeah. As I give you guys a lot of credit. I don't know how you, how you could do it with all like, you know, like you you mentioned the long scripts and like you said, the dialogue, even like some of those medical words, like, I don't, I can't pronounce half those words.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Get it there. That was a cool thing about the show house is they try to make um, all the weird sicknesses and stuff on there. They try to make them uh as realistic as possible so like the writers are big into researching and like pulling like random steps so if you're a hypochondriac it's not a good show to watch
1: (laughs) or you mean like when you're when you're not feeling well and you go on google just to start googling something right
0: yeah exactly google's like oh that headache yeah it looks like you're gonna die tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) so dr google's the worst
1: right right so how did you decide like okay like you've done the acting but you still act but at the same time you know you want to start directing you want to start writing casting what made you decide to get into that part
0: um you know i think um i think directing is a natural progression from acting because acting is you know if you have a if you have a whole puzzle acting is like a smaller puzzle piece
1: Mm. and
0: so um yeah i think it's like a natural progression because the longer that you're you know acting and stuff you're like oh like that would be a great film or, Oh, this person's story. is So interesting. Um, You know, and so I think the idea of like tossing around developing projects, you know, starts to become, you know, more and more of a conversation and, um, you know, with the directing, like you're, you're making a lot of decisions. It's a lot more responsibility, which is cool. Um, And it's a lot more hours because like as an actor, you know, sometimes you just show up and you do, one scene for the day or you show up and you've only got like you know two scenes i mean sometimes if you're a lead you're in all of it but the director is really there you know from first scene in the morning till first scene at night and then sometimes they go home and even watch like the footage that was shot to make sure that like nothing needs to be reshot and like so it's really it's a lot more um Mm. it's a lot more labor intensive um in that way but um Like for this project, I just thought it would be so fun to, um, you know, move in that direction. And then Hollywood.com specifically is like quirky and wacky. And so we had a really great time with it. Um, Since my background is in acting, I was like, I want to do a project that has a lot of awesome actors in it and have like the experience and the collaboration of working with them. So I specifically like reached out to, friends that I had worked with in the past on other films yeah. and so got all these like really great working actors and um you know they were they were pumped to come on and support for my directorial debut they were but I also lured them over because I was like all right like what you know what do you get to like what don't you get to play what do you typecast as and so <laughs> uh, you know Tom Arnold's in this Tom Arnold plays uh, L.J. the the drug cartel, the drug lord down in Mexico. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah so he's all excited to do that, and uh, which is so funny because you know he's got a new show out right now. It's a docu series on uh, Discovery Plus that um, his sister's on, and she's the meth queen of Iowa. So it's like the two of them are taking over all the Americas <laughs> with their drug kingdom. Um, but yeah, so we got like him on there, my buddy Devin. Devin's been a ton of stuff, Devin Retray, and he always plays kind of like more like nice guy, whatever. So in this, he plays, uh, in this, he plays like mover, shaker, producer who's like just trying to hustle and like push stuff mm. through. Um, Cody Cash is in this. He was in Desperate Housewives for years. Um, he usually plays a psycho killer. This one, he's Marvin Lovejoy singing. I saw that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's fun like with that stuff because I'm like, all right, like, you know, let's collaborate and like put a good story arc together for you. Mm -hmm.
1: So how did you get the idea to like, the first of all, like how long did it get you to write the script and how did you get the, like the idea for the script?
0: So the, the movie um, it's about two production companies in a race to make the next big Mayan movie. Um, And then everyone's trying to sell each other out, one up each other and network and, um, and all of that. And so you know, they say, write what you know. <laughs> so for the whole Hollywood, like name dropping, networking, selling yeah. people out, I was like, oh, yeah, like I've seen a lot of that over the years, <laughs> you know, going up on set and in the industry. So that's the Hollywood side of it. And then, you know, that i going to make the next big Mayan movie. Um, and so I collaborated with my dad actually on this, which was so cool. My dad and I, you know, had this bonding experience working on the movie. Um, he had never been in a movie before, so we threw him in put him in a fat suit. Uh, but anyway, so for, for the other part of it, um, there's Latin America, there's Enchanted Jade, and um, he knows about all of that because he's a gemologist. He works with gemstones, mostly in Latin America. And so we combine the two worlds together, um, which was really fun because I felt like as we were putting the script together, um, there's like enough stuff that's grounded in realism that if anybody is a gemologist or anybody is like an actor, like whatever, you know, people will find like really true, like tidbits that they can connect with. But um, yeah. So we started developing the script. Um, so my story, my dad's story, and then putting together the cast and then getting the actors to, like I was saying, like, you know, cause I knew I wanted these specific people. So like figuring yeah. out like what was fun for them to do. Wow.
1: Well, when was this filmed?
0: Oh my gosh. It took us a while to film it. It took us a while to film it because, you know, so it's funny because like for in, so for independent films, the best and easiest way to make an independent film is to take three actors, put them in a room, and there's a problem. And they've got to do conflict resolution, <laughs> kill one, work it out, like whatever. So for yeah. us on this... Um, Of course, I was like, it takes place in Hollywood. It takes place in Latin America. Like, I need this huge ensemble cast. Like, (laughs) So for the movie, we filmed filmed in uh, Mexico, we filmed in Texas, we filmed in Guatemala, we filmed in Arizona, and we filmed in California. So we had all these different locations to go to. Um, And then on top of that, there were certain things that I needed for those locations. So like for Arizona, we filmed in the sand dunes in Yuma. Well, a lot of people do off-roading there, which is so awesome. It's gorgeous. Like the sand dunes go on forever. Um, but we didn't want that in the movie. Mm -hmm. I needed the sand dunes to be pristine. So I needed to film the sand dunes in the hottest month. (laughs) (laughs) So no one would be out there (laughs) and no one be riding ATVs, you know? So we had to wait for that time period. And, uh, boy, oh boy, that was an experience. It was like, 110 the equipment was overheating um people were passing out we had to have coolers and like ice um blankets but with plastic to like put over the equipment to try to cool it down um yeah it was an experience so you know we had to um schedule around that the working actors a lot of them you know are on big budget movies and tv shows and stuff so not everybody was available at the same time, so I had to schedule around them. So to like do an independent film of this scope, um, it took a while, it took a while, cause wow. it had, yeah, it was all these different little, different little sections, you know, um, okay. that scheduled out.
1: Was this filmed before the pandemic started?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. We filmed before the pandemic started, um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so the, for the movie, we um, the plan with it originally was so it's on Amazon, which is great. I'm like so excited because streaming, you know, um, isn't everybody's house now, and it's mm-hmm. cool to be connected with audiences that way. You know, yeah. you're available; it's there for them. Um, the plan with it originally is we were going to do a theatrical distribution through Mexico, and so it was going to go um, in over 3,000 theaters in Mexico first. And because there's a lot of Spanish in the movie, um, okay. a lot of that American flavor. And then we were going to bring it up to the theaters in the United States. But it became an interesting thing because um, right when we were going to release it was at the beginning of the pandemic. Gotcha. And so, yeah. And so it was like one of those things were like, well, do we wait and hold on to the movie for like when the theaters open back up? Or but what do we do? You know, how long till theaters open back up and people right. feel comfortable getting in there and like, you know? Um, so we we're like waiting, waiting. And then I talked to some friends who were at studios, and they were like, "Well, we're holding on to our movies too." And I was like, "What do you mean?" They're like, "Yeah, our fifty million dollar movie, our hundred million dollar <laughs> like, we're waiting yeah. for theaters to open back up." I was like, okay, and they're like, yeah. So you know, your independent film is going to be competing with our hundred million dollar movie, you know, for for space at the theater for probably we've got enough content now probably for like the next two years. And I was like, oh well. And then (laughs) I talked to some other people, and um, you know, everybody's been eating everything up online. You know, with the Mm -hmm. Netflix, Amazon stuff, like people have been running through so much content that like, I'm sure you've heard this with like your buds. Like people are like, um, you know, they're like, Oh, like I'm rewatching, you know, breaking bad, which is a fabulous show. Or like, I'm rewatching, you know, this show or that show because there's nothing new. And so um, yeah, it just became a really good time to release stuff on streaming, um, especially with Amazon. Amazon's great um, because people are hungry for, for new content, for new, new stuff, you know?
1: How did you decide on Amazon? Did you pitch it first to everybody else? Or it was one of those things where you had like a relationship with the Amazon already?
0: I had a relationship with Amazon. I like Amazon. I think it's a good spot for it. I think that okay. they, um, I think that they support their projects a lot, you know, mm. and, um, you know, it's important when you're doing that kind of stuff to, um, yeah, you know, just make sure that you're, you're somewhere that's in a, in a good space with it. So yeah, I like them. They're, they're a great platform. They also, um, you know, they released some big projects this year. They released the Borat movie, um, yeah. you know, and so um, Coming to
1: America was another one.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and uh, I mean, Amazon's taken over, right? Right.
1: It's either <laughs> them or Netflix. <laughs> TikTok,
0: right. <Yeah>. They've got. <laughs> okay. They. So, uh, what was it? There was something that just came through. Uh, someone sent me today. I think um, Amazon just bought MGM for nine billion.
1: I was reading about it for a few days now. Is it final? Did it get finalized?
0: I think it's finalized. There might still there might still be something on it, but I, I think that uh, you know. That's I insane. think
1: It's fair. So. Insane.
0: Now they didn't buy they didn't buy Hollywood. for nine billion. But yeah.
1: you know. <laughs> we wouldn't be here we, we wouldn't be here talking right now if they bought it for nine billion. <laughs> um, I'm
0: still working on the deal. You know yeah. these numbers on it. And after people watch your show and you promote it. Right, I can go back on my deal and be like, right. "Can you come back in nine? Right. Nine, nine bill, bill. <laughs> uh,
1: For for the movie, I also noticed that you know your character's name is Bika. Also, what made you what made you like stay with that name and you decide to name her something else?
0: Um, I mean the movie's quirky. <laughs> yeah, you know, the movie's like one of those things where. So I, I have this big thing with independent film. I think that. Um, I think that independent film has a different spirit to it and it lends you to like be able to take risks throw in weird stuff adjust the script to fit in different things and um so that was like one of you know one of the quirky things that we added in there um I see sometimes that um not to criticize other filmmakers at all like it's so hard to make a movie but I see sometimes people make independent films and they're making like a low budget version of a big film. And I feel like sometimes they like lose like what it is that um, is the advantage to making an independent film. And that's that you can do uh, quirky stuff and push the envelope. And I feel like that's what audiences who are going to watch independent movies are looking for. They're looking for like, okay, like, no, this isn't a studio film. So, like, I want to see something weird. Like, gimme, gimme, weird. And so, um, yeah, so calling the character that, you know, made sense. Um, Also, you know, we call my dad in it Ben. (laughs) My dad's dog in the film is uh, my little dog I had for, like, 19 years who who passed away recently. The movie's dedicated to her. Um, So we just threw stuff, you know, like, we had access to a camel for the movie. And so we were like, Oh, Oh, we got to rewrite this. Like (laughs) camels got to be in the movie. Um, You know, my dad's a pilot. um, So we're like, okay, we need like an airplane crash scene. We've got the airplanes being hotwired in the movie because he knows how to actually do that. Um, Um, Yeah. So like, you know, just these like things where you're like, all right, like we've got it, you know, add it in there, do some texture.
1: Mm. Any any plans for a sequel? Have you thought of an idea?
0: You know, people have asked about that. People have asked about that. And i thought that, like, um, I actually thought a couple of things. One is there's so many odd characters in this. I feel like you could go with, like, different groups in different directions because everybody's, you know, in their own world selling stuff out. Um, but then I also thought it would be really fun to take the, because it's Hollywood.com and the con stands for con artists. So I thought it'd be really fun to like go to a different area that's not Hollywood. And like, what's like another con artist scheme that's happening somewhere right. else. Um, I think the idea of like comedy where people are trying to like one up each other and sell each other out, like, and like do backdoor deals. Like, I don't know, to me, I've always kind of enjoyed that satire. So yeah, I Can was thinking that. like, mm-hmm, like, I was thinking you could do that. Like um, what is that? Like, where is that where people have all their offshore money
1: oh yeah 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 like uh, i forget what it's called but yeah they, it's on an island usually offshore yeah where they're hiding it
0: yeah, yeah. so like something like with that or like i don't know somewhere like um you know um like where people were doing more like the ponzi schemes with like the you know like on the east coast like <laughs> yeah. like or the stock know. market <laughs> yeah yeah like the stock market do a yeah. awesome. or um i don't know there's so many different um or like people do con stuff with like charities, you know, which I guess oh, maybe, yeah. Yeah. that might that one might be sad to watch though.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, because a lot of people fall for that too. Or you can you do know, like those ones where uh what do you what's those phone calls that you get for your credit card or your like Apple is act, you know, like uh hacked or something, they want you to go buy a gift card to pay.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um yeah, I mean you could go further into like the actor stuff. It was funny, they have um you know, there's a big business where people want to do, there was a little girl that I know um, that's my bud who like called me and she was like, they want me to pay, you know, $3,000 to do my headshots and get me on an audition. Like, and then I got to pay $75 a week for the next two years.
1: Yeah. So for one more time, tell the listeners and the viewers where they can find the movie and how can they find you on social media?
0: so the latest movie is hollywood.com um uh, it's really fun it's goofy you'll have a good time nothing political nothing religious no sex no violence just quirky characters uh hollywood.com it's on amazon and then for me find me i'm on all social media platforms just under my name which is mika borum uh m-i-k-a-b-o-o-r-e-m
1: because this is great uh, thank you for coming on the show
0: thank you so much uh, thanks <laughs>